about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker. That is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast here on iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, and Stitcher, powered by CRTV. My name is Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here as well. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Steve Day Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Gentlemen, before we get into... Uh, today's episode that we just wrapped up the television show for CRTV. Obviously, a lot was discussed pertaining to Trump's betrayal last night uh, as he continues his conjugal visits with uh, his new BFFs, Chuck and Nancy. In fact, Chuck Schumer was caught on a hot mic earlier today saying um, off the record, quote, Trump loves us, unquote. Uh, What stood out to you about the TV show today, which included our weekly visit? What was that, Aaron? Well, isn't that precious? Indeed. It included our weekly visit from our prophet of uh, lamentation and woe, Daniel Horowitz. Todd, what stood out to you? Well, Daniel, Daniel saying out loud what you have said in various ways, but in, cre- in the last couple weeks have said pretty loud and clear. It's, it's really time to root against the presidency of Donald Trump. The hope that was placed in him at the beginning is a hope that has borne either no fruit or rotten fruit. And increasingly, it looks like the latter. Uh, If we want to save our culture, Trump is not a guy who's remotely on our side and not neutral either. This has nothing to do with Make America Great Again. He's got a different agenda. What do you think, Aaron? What stood out to you? Uh, Bill Mitchell called, and he wants to let you guys know that um, Trump is going to be president for three and a half more years and either get behind him or get behind him. Uh, this is it was it's it's growing in frustration um, uh, this this entire situation and at this point um, it, it still seems like there's a vast number of people who uh, want to hold on to the notion that uh, Trump is doing just fine and this is all the Republicans bar- for, uh, fault and um, it's it's you know Republicans this and uh, Democrats that. Uh, I joked the other day uh, about uh, how Alex Jones is probably going to say that Trump was poisoned. Uh, lo and behold, I saw a headline the night that I said that, that Alex Jones thinks that Trump is being poisoned. Uh, this, this, All of this is just so utterly ridiculous so that until people wake up, I'm not going to take this with any more seriousness than it deserves. Mm-hmm. And I think that came out today on the show from all of us. Uh, it just, it, until we can start acting like adults, I don't think anybody should start to uh, trouble themselves to have adult conversations because there's, there's, there's no point. Yep. I think that's pretty well said. Um, I did a TV appearance. I actually did a couple of them today. The first one on HLN TV. You'll get a chance to watch that. I put myself, my own head up on the chopping block for fake news or not. So all that and more today on CRTV. 
Use that promo code DACE. That's my last name, D-E-A-C-E. You get a reduced subscription rate for using that. And you don't just get our show. You get Mark Levin, uh, the great one. Uh, also, Michelle Malkin, uh, Stephen Crowder, and the entire team we have here at CRTV for just one low price using that promo code DACE. And if uh, monthly option works better for your budget, 10 bucks a month, uh, we provide that for you as well. And hey, if you try it and you don't like it, you get a free trial. So we're a meritocracy. We're conservatives around here. So if, you, if we haven't earned your money, then by all means, cancel it. Don't keep it. Or if you think the shows aren't any good anymore, cancel them. Uh, we don't have any hard feelings whatsoever. You know, um, I'm, I'm married and I have kids, so I'm quite accustomed to the 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 pain, as Todd can allude can can attest to, the pain of paying for things I don't like or want. Most of the things I pay for as a dad and husband are things I don't like or want. Okay, so you don't need to throw another shrimp on the barbie here. If if this isn't your thing, then cool, no hard feelings. But that's why we offer you that free trial. CRTV.com promo code days. All right, today is Thursday. That means it's time for our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold. Our producer, Aaron, will lay out a series of provocative statements. Todd and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? And why? Once per show, we are allowed a hold, meaning we just don't think there's enough evidence yet to make a call, so we go gutless. I believe, though, each of us has only used a hold like once in the last six months. Is that true, Todd? And it was you and I on the very same thing. It was on the very same thing. And I don't remember what it was now. Uh, it was uh, Rex Tillerson. Oh, well, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't remember what it was now because I try not to remember when I went gutless. But now you just uh, reminded me. Uh, so thank uh, you. Yeah, not bad. All right, that's all right. You may begin. Fire when ready, Aaron. The left word lurch from Donald Trump makes impeachment within the le- next 12 months less probable. Sell. Hard sell. Hard, 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 hard sell. Something I wrote in a, uh, it's, it's, I think it's actually the exact opposite. Um, what he's doing here is a magnified version of the political blunder Republicans who move left always make. In, in 1991, coming off of being a victoria america's first victorious wartime president since truman well, i guess you count eisenhower in korea right eisenhower was president during the korean war we, we want to count him sure so we'll say eisenhower then so now we're talking though so it's not 50 years now but a full generation 40 years the democratic congress and the liberal media bullied and bullied and bullied george herbert walker bush that something must be done on the debt Remember when Democrats used to care about the debt? Remember that? Remember when they used to care about deficits when we were kids? Remember those years? Right? The debt was going to kill us. The deficits were going to kill us. And that's why we had to raise taxes. So Bush decided he was going to violate his no new taxes pledge, cut a deal, and the Democrats promised that um, $1.70, if I remember right, it was $1.70 of debt reduction would be, a, would be, or would be applied to debt reduction for every dollar that was that was brought in for new taxation. Bush violated his no new taxes pledge. This split the Republican Party. Newt Gingrich led a conservative revolt. Yeah, that's how long ago that was. <laughs> Newt Gingrich leading conservative revolts. Um, and when George Herbert Walker Bush went to run for president next year, despite this magnanimous gesture to tax the rich, to bring down the debt, to help the little guy, 
They still made up stories that he didn't understand how to run a shop, a, a supermarket scanner. See, a lot of you think that story's true. It's actually total fake news, bogus. Never happened, that story. Did you know that? That never happened. Total bogus. It was made up by like a reporter for the San Fr- or columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle or something, if I recall. That nev- that moment, it's like a famous moment and politically in the 90s, never occurred. He never, it, that, that, there was never a moment that Bush did not know how to run a supermarket scanner because he was so out of touch. Now, he, there was the moment where he did look down at his watch during one of the debates because that actually happened on a live camera. All right, but the point I'm bringing all this history up for is after he made this magnanimous gesture with his new Democratic friends, the very next year when he went to run, he was a racist, misogynistic, homophobic bigot. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. He hated him. He hated the little Americans uh, and uh, middle class people and was wind sailing and golfing at Kenny Bunkport while people were suffering under recession. Oh, by the way, the economy was growing at 3% the year that he lost the election. His move to the left didn't help him at all. John McCain spent 20 years of his life positioning himself to be the media's favorite Republican prior to getting the GOP nomination in 2008. They loved him. He was the maverick. He was the maverick. They loved him. The maverick and he all mavericky. Five seconds after he was officially the GOP nominee, New York Times ran a bogus story that with no evidence whatsoever, citing like one anonymous source that all these years he'd actually been having an affair. Do you remember that when that happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the next four months, after 20 years of McCain betraying every constituency within the Republican Party, essentially, in order to curry favor with the media, all the way to election day, he was a racist, misogynist, homophobic, bigot, didn't matter. Didn't matter. And then, of course, the minute after he lost, he's their, fav- he's their favorite Republican, and he's on there on Sundays, and he's getting all mavericky. Same thing will happen here. Donald Trump goes to run for re-election. Well, actually, we'll have to wait for that. You'll see it next year in the midterms. He could literally sign single-payer amnesty and force internment camp of evangelical Christians into law. He could literally do that. And I promise you, the ads we will see next year, he colluded with Russia to steal an election. All the unseemly comments he's made about women and minorities, we know this. We have a 25-year track record of how this works. There is no amount of accommodation to make other than flipping parties. And I'm not even sure that will work. That's how these people roll. That's why they win every argument. They're ruthless. They don't have to win elections. They get their way even when they don't. And so right now they have Trump enacting their policies while they still get get to attack him as a racist, misogynistic, homophobic bigot. The first man ever to get elected on, I'm opposed to marriage, and you can bugger yourselves to hell if you want, and the government will give you a license for it, is homophobic, guys. Okay? That's who these people are. This won't appease them at all. Instead, they're smelling weakness, guys. They're like piranhas in the water. Pretty girl is skinny dipping, stubbed her toe on a piece of coral reef. She's not bleeding all that bad, but they can smell, Todd. They can smell the blood in the water. Oh, no. This will not cause a relenting. This is, as you like to say, this is the chum. They've only just begun to consume. The chances he'll be impeached 
whatever they were a week and a half ago before he made the debt ceiling deal, and then this one are even higher. So if you thought they were 1%, they've doubled. So if you thought they were 1%, it's 2. You thought it was 5, it's 10. You thought it's 50, it was 100. Whatever you thought the chances were 14 days ago, they have doubled since he has shown this level of weakness. Especially because he has the, the Republican leadership will not out spend an ounce of political capital defending him. They have their out. They're out there saying now, well, now he's cut this deal on amnesty, which they've been trying to cut for how many years now? You see my point? Mm-hmm. He's out there now taking their slings and arrows. He's taking on Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell's baggage. He's cutting the sellouts with Democrats before they have to. They come out of this looking good. He's improving their stock. They're not going to spend... He, there was a song in the 80s called, You Ain't Worth the Salt in My Tears. They're not going to... They won't spend a scintilla of political capital, let alone the salt in their tears, to save his sorry carcass. See, it's, it's so fascinating. You're interesting... Your argument for why the likelihood of impeachment goes up it is also a good argument for why it goes down. Hmm. I mean, because they benefit so much from being able to paint the guy that's helping them also as a bigot. But they're so emotionally unstable in their ways that, yes, I can see while they won't be able to help themselves increasingly. I mean, it'll drive them nuts that they're benefiting from this guy, Donald Trump. They won't want to be associated with him. Uh, but I'm going to go another way and say it is, in fact, less likely and that I am buying because they, if, if, if it's not just pure id, if they're thinking about this at all, they realize how bad they got it uh, wrong with Trump in the first place. They, by trying to anoint him, handpick him themselves as the foil to help Hillary Clinton win. So if they do this again and it works, and now Mike Pence is in there, and America just wants calm in the storm, and if he provides that on any level, then they screwed themselves again. And I say all of this just putting, I'm guessing, but just to make it interesting, I'm going to go the other way and buy. Yeah, that was the logic that I used behind that, because they get to, I mean, at this point, they get everything that they uh, want as far as policy goes, or at least, at least it's looking like that, uh, and none of the accountability, because he's going to take all the slings and arrows for him. Uh, next statement, silence from the Mueller team is actually bad for Trump when it comes to the Russia probe. Like, we haven't heard any leaks, or we haven't heard any, at least I haven't, nothing major uh, leaking from that investigation. I'm going to say bye because I just hope that's true. Last week I was at the point of I'm almost there of rooting for him. I'm there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at where have you gone, Robert Mueller? A nation's lonely eyes turn to you. That's where I'm at right now. So I'm, 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 I, the real answer is I have no clue. Okay. That's the real answer. I would guess though, given his record, well, let me not let me give myself maybe a little more credit than that. Because he has a resume. This guy is arguably the most accomplished prosecutor alive in America today. He's not an amateur. And this isn't his first rodeo as we like to say. So my guess is when the guy in the typically when there's a showdown, when the guy in the room that everyone's convinced is the best at the game is the one being the quietest, that's usually a bad sign for the other players in the game. That's usually a sign that he's biding his time. He knows something you don't know. Um, 
so the more I actually flesh this out intellectually, yeah, I think it's I think it is more likely. How much more likely? I don't know, but I definitely think it is more likely it's a bad sign than a good one. Because I could I could say if they were leaking this thing to death, I could say that you could make the point that they're doing this to apply public pressure to get something they don't currently have. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. yeah. That the quieter they are, the less they think they need public pressure um, to do their to, the public threat to perform the reconnaissance or the discovery that they're doing on their own. So yeah, yeah. I I if 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 I found out a guy who put the Gambino crime family behind bars and ran the nation's law enforcement agency for a decade after 9-11 was out to get me and then just suddenly went real quiet after he had hired a bunch of seven-figure prosecutors, yeah, I'm, I might need an undergarment change now that I think about that. So outside of my own rooting interest, I'm going to say bye. And let me clarify, when I say rooting interest, I want there to be something so we can be rid of this. If there's nothing, I don't want election nullification. That's not what I'm advocating, okay? But I'm at the point now, the country's had enough of this presidency and it's September. We've had enough. This guy has to go. He's a terrible person and an awful president and he's making the country a joke. He has to go. And not to mention he's beyond deceptive, devious, dishonest. There's not a bone of truth in his body. If Hillary Clinton is fake news incarnate, the guy's just narcissistic dishonesty incarnate. We simply can't have someone making the decisions that affect 260 million Americans, not let alone 7 billion people on planet Earth, with that sort of... Of, of temperament, that that lack of morality and um, restraint, he has to go. He's got to go. But I also don't. But if we're, but if he's good to go, then I want it to be because an accomplished prosecutor did his work and found something. Not because we set a precedent that the Democrats will then just try to run the same game plan, no matter who we would elect for years to come. If you know what I'm trying to say, Todd. I'm gonna sell because I think, and I agree with everything you said but i'm gonna sell uh because i think uh hasn't trump been quiet about it too i don't he hasn't been talking about it has he no but he's only going to talk about it in reaction to well i don't think he feels he really ha- has to i i i again i think he gets ginned up watches the shows that's what was on the shows uh, but if he was really worried, I think he'd be talking about it. I think he'd be manipulating. I think he'd be using social media. Well, there's he another, there's another factor himself. you should consider in your analysis about, uh, that I just thought of. We've had two massive end of uh, end of life level, uh, extinction level event hurricanes in the last two weeks. I want to keep him from talking about this. If no, that would really that, that would keep the Mueller team from no. blowing their wad, leaking leaking information about an investigation that right now most of America doesn't care. I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking yeah. about because the question wasn't about Trump. The question was about Mueller. The one thing to keep in mind about this that I just thought of is he could very their team could very well just have decided. Devastating leaks to move the ball won't help us right now because the country is preoccupied. The media is otherwise preoccupied. Half the, you know, we've got one third of the country right now is trying to dig themselves out of mm-hmm. extinction level events. That's a possibility too. That the, that could be why they've gone dark on their end is because of other events in the world right mm-hmm. now. Just aren't if they even no, if they were to leak something, it wouldn't give them it wouldn't give them the impact that they're looking for. Is what I'm trying to say. No, that that's understandable, but I, I just I don't 
believe Trump would be able to put this down. I know it wasn't about him, but I have to use all the evidence that's out there to answer Aaron's question. And I, so I, I think that's uh, that's a clue into why the the Mueller's team not saying anything um, might not really mean that much at all. Okay. The Trump campaign has compromising pictures of Bill Mitchell with farm animals. Uh, uh, sell. Um, I, I just think this guy's just this big a loser. I do. I'm. I no. I'm no. I just think he's. I, I, I think. I think. I in, can't. I can't even. I think. In. I think. It. I think the guy just is just a blatant example of what's happened to manhood in America. And he's either a caricature that some liberal comedians created to troll us all, which I, I could be convinced that's true, or I or, or I, I just think that it's just a testimony to what's happened to manhood in America, that this guy, um, I mean, he's just, this guy can't fancy an existence where uh, Trump's not the wind beneath his wings or he's not the wind beneath his. It's, that, it's just that level of blatant idolatry. So I, I don't think there's any leverage here. I, I think it is, I think it's sincere, which is even more pathetic, Todd. Totally agree. Got to sell. Uh, this is yet another layer that we need to look in the eye on regarding uh, total depravity. It is... Sin for sin's sake. You know, it isn't just, you know, your average free to clay thing. You know, yeah, exactly. it was a moment of weakness. At you know, she, I was, I was lonely. Was the goat was there. Come yes. on, no, this was just all in. That's what I mean by th- at yeah. least, at least she was hot. At least he was hot. Yeah. At least we had fun. At right. least we got off. At least I got paid. You know right. what I'm trying? He, there's nothing happening. Here. Right. This, there's nothing transaction. Most right. tempt, most that's of the time it. we fall into sin. It's because it's transactional. I know. I don't know about you. That's when. I, that's why I do it. That's why sexual sin is so easy. I spent years trolling the internet for porn because I was getting something out of yeah. it. That's transactional. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't save myself for marriage because I was getting something out of it. It's transactional. We lie because we get something out of it. It's transactional. This is the most pathetic level of idolatry. I just need to believe he's my Messiah. Even if I get nothing in return, even if he urinates all over me, it's it's a level of patheticism. It's it's darn right Old Testament. What's going on there? That's that's you ever there's a there's there was there's there's two tragic scenes in the Old Testament. Well, there's numerous tragic scenes in the Old Testament, but two that largely go unnoticed. One of them involves the sons of Korah. And it's this rebellious clan of Jews who are upset that uh, they're upset about Moses' leadership and frankly, that they don't get to be the leaders. And finally, God has had enough because ultimately they're not challenging Moses, are they? Who are they really challenging? God. Because who put Moses in charge? Did Moses put Moses in charge? No, Moses actually didn't want to be in charge. Many times, several times, I don't want this gig. Give somebody out. These people suck. Give this job to somebody else, okay? So Moses did not put himself in charge. God did. So finally God says to Moses, I have had enough of these people's belly aching. Bring them. We're going we're gonna to settle this in the morning. And he brings them out. And essentially there's a showdown of who's really in charge here. You guys remember this scene? Sure. From Numbers? And the earth opens up and swallows the entire clan of Korah alive. Swallows them whole. God essentially takes his belt off and spanks these people. And they're gone. You would think that would settle it. 
Wouldn't you? If you were standing there, like you're you're the clan standing next to the to the sons of to the to the Korra tribe, and you're like, yeah, man, the Korras have got it going on. All of a sudden, the earth opens up and swallows. Uh, uh, yo, long live Moses! We got this. <laughs> Moses is the poop, man. I'm in, and I'll clean that latrine tomorrow, Moses. And starting with your house, that's you would think that would be your reaction, right? Right. Next verse, almost the next verse, and the people came to Moses grumbling. You have done wrong to God's people. They sided with the sons of Korah. They thought the Korah clan had been mistreated. Then some of us wonder, why is there a hell? Why would God allow that to happen? I mean, months, years he put up with this pe- these people's belly aching. Finally, he's had enough. Sends an example and the people don't take the example. They side with the people who the example were made out of instead. That is an unbelievable scene when you stop and think about it. It's one of the most tragic moments of idolatry in the entire scriptures. Let me give you another. During, I can't remember if this is the siege of the Assyrians or the siege of Nebuchadnezzar. And two women come to the king and say, we need you to settle this dispute. I killed my child yesterday so we could have him for food. And my neighbor, this woman here, promised me if I killed my child today so we could have him for food, she would kill her child tomorrow so we could eat her kid. She refuses to keep up her end of the bargain. She won't kill her child and cook him for me. In the next verse, the king rips off his clothes, which in you know Middle Eastern cultures, Bedouin cultures at that, at that era were, was considered a sign of regret, remorse, repentance, right? Except... He doesn't express repentance that his people sinned, which caused this judgment from God. He actually self-righteously doubles down and questions how God could allow this to happen to their people, like they're innocent. That's what Bill Mitchell embodies, and people like him embody. No idol smashing will work. This is why sometimes the sulfur just has to fall. This is why I'm getting more provocative and snarky and trying to slap some of you around. Because don't you understand God loves us too much to let us have our idols. And the tighter we cling to them, the harder and more painful it is when he pries them away. This man's caused us all enough pain. He's caused us all enough division. He's made us all enough of a joke. He's exposed enough frauds and sellouts. I, I used to enjoy the exposing of frauds and sellouts. I think I've had my fill of them, frankly. I don't know about you guys. Maybe, maybe, you're, still, maybe you're still like, yeah, I could take a few more. I, I, I can't now. I'm kind of done with it now. But the longer we continue to say, bring out those men so we can have our way with them. The longer we continue to say, hey, you, were, you wronged the sons of Korah. You did God's people wrong. The longer we continue to say, God, how dare you allow this to happen to your people? We're so special. This should never happen to us. The longer we say this, men, the worse this is going to get. I'm convinced something divine and providential is happening right now. This is a spanking. So many people prayed for the last few years, God, act, move. Oh, 
there's a lot of things right now I'm not confident about. I'm not confident in my ability to analyze elections and data the way that I used to, and I've been open about that. I'm not, I'm not making as many predictions as I used to make. This segment once a week is pretty much it. But if there is one thing I am 100% confident in, metaphysical certitude, is that God is acting, just not in the way many of you intended. I, I would like the spanking to stop. But, but a, a lot of us right now are the older son or the other son in the prodigal son tale. Well, what do you mean he gets off? I was here working the whole time as if you've been wronged. Yeah, you were there working the whole time. And what did your father give you? Total control over his kingdom because you were, you were the responsible one. You were the one that stayed. You were the one that worked. You were the one that did your father's will. He didn't wrong you. He puts you in charge of his life's work. He didn't wrong you at all. He rewarded you. What a freaking brat to have that perspective. Meanwhile, your little brother comes home. He has squandered everything his dad passed on to him. You still have everything. Why are you bitter? You haven't lost anything. He lost everything. That's who a lot of us are right now. We are doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down, quintupling down on our idolatry. And man, the lashes will not cease until morale improves. Preach. Got Got anything, Todd? I forgot what you said. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about Bill Mitchell. (laughs) That's right, Bill Mitchell. And how the Trump campaign probably has pictures of compromising pictures of him with farm animals. I I love when he does that. When I go off on a rant and then he just sits there quiet. So, Todd, what do you think? (laughs) I love when he does. Just totally dismisses everything I just did. I like that. When he closes with that tagline, I can't help but agree. It was beautiful. Listen up, people. All right, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars after this weekend will be two and zero for the first time since two thousand six. Who do they play? Tennessee Titans. Ooh, sell. Yeah, I'm going to sell. I think the Titans actually played well last week. The Raiders are just a year ahead of them in terms of the of, of the evolution of a winning culture. Um, I think though they're too good to go zero and two. I think they will bounce back this week, and I think. Um, the Titans, unlike Houston, who doesn't know who their quarterback is, the Titans have a good one in Mariota. And I think they have enough weapons, even for what is a really good Jacksonville defense, to force Blake Bortles to actually make some plays. And if there's one thing Blake Bortles has proven he can't do in the NFL to win games, it's make plays. Plus, Jacksonville lost their best receiver for the year as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, I will sell as well for all the reasons uh, Steve said, but I wouldn't be disappointed if I was wrong. Uh, Florida could use a little uh, happiness uh, right about now, and I'm kind of tired of Jacksonville just sucking. It would be... I'd like to see them be a decent football team. Tom Brady going to have the eye of the tiger this week. He's going to pass for over 400 yards against the Saints. I think that's who they're playing. Yeah, they are playing the Saints. I'm going to sell. I think he'll have the eye of the tiger. I just don't think they're going to need him to pass for 400 yards because the Saints can't really stop anything on defense and haven't been able to for years. So I think you're going to see more of a balanced attack, but uh, I I think he will have the eye of the tiger. I I can't see them going going 0-2. I am going to sell because I don't really think that's quite how Belichick works. It's certainly possible, but... I, I can't see them going 0-2 oh, 
or either, which means it's not just going to be, hey, Tommy, go sling it around. That's not Belichick's MO, even when Randy Moss was there. I mean, it, it ended up happening in many games, but it's it's that guy's the ultimate tactician. So um, it's gonna it, he's going to be more about, you know, writing what happened, the mistakes that happened, and you can do that against a lesser defense that is the Saints overall. It's going to be it, it's going to be a broader offensive improvement not just you know going out and throwing bombs texas is going to surprise everybody by upsetting usc i want to tom pick this so herman bad. announces himself to the world i w- in fact it was my preseason pick that they would pull this upset because i figured they'd be a big underdog usc coming off a, a, an emotional game with stanford and herman had played six ranked teams when he was the head coach at Houston for just two years. Won all six of those games. Including beat Louisville when they were number three in the country. Beat Tech- Oklahoma when they were number five in the country. Beat Florida State uh, in a bowl game. You know what, man? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick with my preseason pick. I'm going uh, to say I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. I'm going with, I'm going to say I'm going to say this is a chance for Herman to essentially reintroduce himself to college football and the law and the Longhorn family after, you know, a, a, you know, a, a Maryland an opener against Maryland where they just self-destructed on multiple levels. And they catch USC. It's very hard in college football, guys, to play your A game two weeks in a row in a sport. You can do it more in the NFL where the game's more clinical than emotional um, with pros as opposed to collegiate athletes. It's just it's hard to do that two weeks in a row. So I'm going to buy that. I'll stick with my preseason pick. I'm selling. I I, I did think text the the thought process around Herman rejuvenating this program in one year was overrated I think Texas is the poster child for a lot of things that are bad in elite college football when things really get cancerous I they have arguably as good a talent as anybody in the country from year to year to year but whatever has been going on there uh, under uh, Mac Brown and Charlie Strong it, it, these are these are decent men but they there's a there's a cancer there of entitlement of not showing up and uh, you just don't turn that around overnight i think i think texas is going to lose hard all right quickly last two boba fett makes a miraculous comeback in the next star wars film sell sell Taylor Swift will go back to country music at some point before her career is over. Bye. Bye. Really? Yeah, I think those last two were easy and required no yeah. contemplation on any level. Really? I, I think those are easy calls. Yeah. I disagree. Okay. Well, who asked you? Uh, nobody. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. You get to make the statements. You don't get to then tell us when we're wrong or right. Well, I just did... You did, indeed. Damn millennials. All right, don't forget to join us on CRTV.com today with our television show, promo code DACE. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like you.